Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Ionis Centaurum, one of Caravel's up-and-coming fighting pit sponsors, has earned notoriety through her starfighter, the Beast of Medullary Hill, a.k.a. Samudio Sniffins. He's doing so well, in fact, that he has a championship fight next week against the Mass Giant. However, he is not here of his own accord. Iona captured him in Medullary Hill and brought him to the city to fight. To make matters worse, when bargaining with her to buy out Sam's contract, she revealed herself to be a member of the conscription. Rather than confront her then and there, you retreated to the Denouement Guildhouse for further planning. With some prompting from Vale, the decision was made to hire an assassin to kill her, retrieve her grim pendant, and, if possible, free Sam. The Guildmaster, Hennigan asked only for a day to see it done. Staying the night in the guildhouse, you awake to find the ebony kangaroo has been active again. On the floor between your beds, you find a small amount of money, some old clothing, and Tane's mask. A deep blue mask with a few veins of purple, a small frill along the top, and an opening for the nose and mouth. You have until tonight to see if your hit is successful. What do you do? I want to go buy a newspaper. Okay. Um, there's not a vending machine here in the guild house, um, but we can certainly do that. It, no, but I mean like, so, they were shouting about Honey Hollow yesterday. I want to like, Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yes, that is true. So does that mean as soon as Arnis gets up, he is leaving the guild house and he's going to go buy a newspaper? Oh no, I, I, I'm not intending to go alone. By any oh, okay. means, I just wanted to state my intention that that is that is something I want to do today. Okay, <laughs> get up like, hey, we should get a paper. Oh, there's all this stuff here. Okay, um, cool. I didn't know if you were just ignoring the new stuff that arrived or not. Oh no, absolutely not. Wonderful. Like, yeah, uh, I thought maybe you needed a coffee and a Danish and a newspaper. Do we have we have one <laughs> room? Or we have multiple rooms. I think you stayed in the one room. One room. If I like remember correctly. Yeah. It was like a suite. Okay. So, okay. The actual question in, 
here is like which of us gets up first. That doesn't matter to me. I assume it's Iolana that wakes mm-hmm. the earliest. I but I don't know for sure. Well then you have to decide if you're waking the others up with this pile of loot in the middle of the floor. Oh god, the one person that isn't gonna wreck mask. Alright, cool. This is fun. Well then it may not mean anything to her. But that's not for me to decide. Um so I think when Yolana wakes up and sees the pile of loot, she kinda has a like, well, here we go again attitude with it. Um but is also instantly intrigued by this mask and the energy it radiates. And thus the next person to wake up sees her kind of like looking at it, investigating it, trying to understand it and where what it does, what it might be able to do mm-hmm. wise enough to know not to like just throw it on and see what happens because someone in the group will know more about it, but literally just kind of like, I'm going to play with this and bide my time until I can ask someone about it. Okay. Taking a closer look, you're able to see that there is not a scratch on it. It is clean. It is well taken care of. And it looks like it would fit easily on a face. You don't know what it is, but you think like, if I put this on, it would just stay on. And you don't need any extra straps or things like that. It's just a sense. It's nothing about like how it looks. It's just a little bit of intuition. But yeah, something is definitely up, off with this mask. Cool. That's kind of what Yolan is doing until someone uh, wakes <laughs> up and realizes that she's playing with it. All right. Vale is probably sleeping in more than they normally would because this is like a home to them like for someone who's raised in the guild mm-hmm. this is the closest to sleeping at home that they get and seems mm-hmm. that they haven't slept in any place that's safe for quite a while probably sleeping a little better than they have in a while fair point fair point in which case then i'm gonna guess that arnis is probably the next person to get up normally this would not be the case but i think that he's a little bit anxious <laughs> About what he... <laughs> uh, Whatever, he'd be anxious. When he did yesterday. Um, so so he'll get up and go kind of like out to wherever Iolana is. I don't know, like... Well, I think Iolana's the middle of the room. Like, just like the middle of the room. Yeah. Okay, so then like he'll get up uh, and the minute he sees Iolana even touching that mask, he... Spazzes? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely spazzes and just kind of and just kind of says drop it now and literally that's exactly what he wanted is just drops it on the floor and like okay dunk, dunk. Uh, why did i need to drop it first answer me this where did you find that it was in the pile with all the other stuff oh god that the, i assume the kangaroo left oh god um okay don't pick that up again um, my instinct is to just burn it with fire, but I want to, we should talk to Vale and Darwin, I, but I don't really have a huge need to wake them up before they're ready to get up. If they didn't wake up from my shouting at you just then. If you were shouting, probably. <laughs> um, but we should just not touch that until we all have a chance to decide what we're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And Arnis is like visibly uncomfortable, even like looking at that thing. <laughs> well, what is it? Um, well, we only sort of know what it actually does because none of us have actually worn it. But 
from what we noted from the person we fought who was wearing it, it gives you kind of, it seems to give you like chaos magic powers, but it also like prematurely ages you, or at least that's what it did to the person that we fought who had it on. So I don't, I don't know all of its like powers, abilities, curses. I, I don't know, but it's, it's bad and probably shouldn't touch it. Interesting. And you see Olena kind of poke at it with her foot a little. She's very curious. You have every right to be. So let's get Darwin and Vale up. Unless Arnis is going to run and put it on right now. Let's get Darwin and Vale awake. I am not. Okay. Okay, Darwin's awake with the yawn and a stretch. <laughs> Pouch, it's been busy again. That's always exciting. Yep. Your, <laughs> uh, your kangaroo brought back Tane's mask last night. He, uh, wow. Didn't see <laughs> that one coming. Wow. You and me both, buddy. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. How does Vale react to this? Um, Vale goes over to Iolana and just kind of like knowingly puts a hand on her shoulder and eases her a step away from the mask. Like, I know you, kid. <laughs> Don't play with that. But then kind of looks at her and says, asks if she would have a way to kind of devise or divine whether or not it uh, it still is magical because the magic did come from the god of chaos. It's a good point, too. Does anybody have detect magic or identify or any other type of ability that lets you investigate magical things outside of Arcana, of course? Looking. Looking. I sure as shit do not. <laughs> I, I figured this was an Iolana or Aranus type thing. Yes. So I haven't done it yet, but uh, I do have uh, an ability in my nomadic mind discipline called item lore. I can spend three side points and concentrate on the item for an hour. This is if you carefully study an item, if you concentrate for this option's full duration while remaining within five feet of the item, you then gain the benefits of an identify spell on that item. Uh, an hour, you say? Yes. Okay. We certainly can do that. The question is, does everybody want to hang around while Yolanda does that? I mean, I don't really want to leave her in case something goes yeah. terribly wrong. I don't think we have anything else we need to do right now anyway, right? I mean, right this mm-hmm. second. No, definitely. You don't have to. But if you know you've got an hour... I just want to make sure nobody was getting bored and just wandering out into the streets. Nope. I don't think in the time of an hour that's going to happen. Okay. Oh, you don't know me very well at all. I'm just kidding. I'm not going anywhere. Without your loot, play a tune. Entertain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Well, let's see here. Let me, uh, let me read identify just so I know for sure what's happening. You choose an object that you must touch throughout the casting, which you don't have to touch. You just have to be within five feet. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued item, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn the spell which created it. Oh, sorry. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. You don't learn the spell itself. That would be a little OP. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. 
I mean, that sounds like something a high-end mage should totally get to do, which I'm just kidding. Um, if instead you touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. That's nonsense. We don't need that right now. I mean, it's not nonsense. That is not relevant. Okay. First, if anybody wants the money that's just lying around, there's 87 gold worth of money spread out among copper, silvers, actual golds. Well, I'll, I'll write it down. Okay. And there are some old clothes as well. These are in not the best of repair, but they're not like rags. They're just old, well-worn. So, Ilana, when you do this, uh, mm -hmm. what's this uh, What's this ability called again? Item lore, part of the nomadic mind discipline. Item lore, okay. As you're doing this item lore thing, uh, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. It's, it's really simple. Like, Ilana clears a space kind of like around her within like arm's reach, right? Sits, <clears throat> as they would say in kindergarten, crisscross applesauce. Um, sits the item in front of them and like hovers her hands over them as she kind of closes her eyes. And there's just that faint, like, ice blue light that kind of identifies her power, hovers in the air between her hands and the. Okay. And this goes on for an hour without interruption. At the end of it, Yolana, let's see, properties and how to use them, attunement and charges. Okay. At the end of this hour, Yolana, you learn that if you wish to use this mask, you simply need to put it on. You don't have to worry about attuning to it. It seems like it makes a bond with whoever wears it does it still have magical properties yes faintly i don't know if you can tell this or not through the identify spell but i'm going to give it to you anyways since i think revealing this to the group you would understand that there's some conflicting information they certainly saw its power before it is still magical it is a it's like an after image of its former power and it does have 10 charges in it, which represents the remaining magic. This magic can be used for any amount of chaos magic that the wearer wishes, just like casting any other regular spell. It will certainly have an effect on the wearer if it is used. Um, let's see. Anything else? Anything else? No, I think that covers it. It has 10 charges, no attunement. To use it, you wear it, and then you cast spells. How much Iolana knew about chaos magic beforehand, I don't know. But what you definitely know now from studying this mask is you don't have to think about what you're casting. You just cast. Magic happens. So as, uh, as Iolana comes out of her hour of focused meditation, she uh, kind of looks to the group and says, well, it definitely is still magical and could cast quite a bit of magic, but it will also appears to sort of bond with the user. Um, I don't know if anyone else is interested in using it, but I'm definitely not interested in taking that risk personally. Oh no, you don't want to put that thing on. But it's still magical. And in a pinch, I mean, could be a, uh, an extreme option. If needed to say, like, turn the tide, you mean? Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of a uh, 
world equivalent of nuclear option, but... <laughs> That's basic. Yeah, I get you. So what do we want to do? Uh, I mean, I'm not particularly keen to uh, keep it, but we'd assumed it was destroyed in that crazy blast, and clearly it wasn't, so um, it's probably best that we have it as opposed to some rando picking it up. Just have Vale put it in the boot for now. Seems the safest place to put it. Sure. Cool. So you want to hands Veil the mask and Veil dutifully puts it in the boot. Okay. We got some weird shit in there, man. Right. Not nearly as weird as what's in Pouchet's pouch. Also true. All right. Somebody mark down that you have Tane's mask in the boot, please. I got you. All right. Okay. With the mask out of the way... What do you want to do now? Um, I want to just kind of tell everybody, like, my intention for the day. If somebody wants to go with me, I realize that, like, what I'm looking to do is not a full day, really, activity. Mm-hmm. But What, that you would like to go buy a newspaper? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if there was more to that. <laughs> no, there's not. I can get behind this plan. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious about Honey Hollow. Darwin and Arnis are going to go check out the news. Vale, Iolana, what about y'all? Iolana doesn't have much on their plate right now. Like, they're very close to their number one goal right now, so that uh, she's not going to, uh, to kind of lose sight of that, right? She's going to in preparation, uh, meditation, that sort of stuff, because mm-hmm. you know, it's the eve, if you will, of, of her big moment. Vale has two things that they would like to do. I know at least one of them. Well, they're currently in a guild house. And so the idea of, you know, there's probably tools around and things that could be used to uh, work on the crossbow is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, is they would like to visit the temple to Tiff. Mm-hmm. The chapel. Yes. The chapel. Yes. Alrighty. The chapel of Alethea. Both are certainly possible. It's up to you which one you want to do first. Um, that is a good question. Let me think about that. Okay. Will either of them be joining Darwin and Aranis? Yolanda would join if she was invited, but she's not going to invite herself. Um, oh, precious child. Um, um, if she looks like hesitant or like she's not sure if she should come, I would be like, are you, are you, are you planning on staying here? You can come with us. If you want me to go, I'll go. I mean, I can I can stay here. I have work I can do if you don't want me to go. Dude, I'm I'm going out to buy a newspaper. Of course you can come. Unless you don't want to, in which case stay like it's fine. You can you can come with us. You don't have to okay. be by yourself. Okay. <laughs> and uh you'll wanna kind of grabs their gear and follows. All right. Well we can certainly have uh a three-person adventuring party go out to find a newspaper. Let's follow the three of you first while Vale finishes deciding what their priority is. So, Darvin, Aranis, Iolana, you head out from the guild hall to go find yourself a newspaper. Morning in Caravel is very much like when you first arrived. The city is active. There are plenty of shops open, people trying to haggle, people paying way too much for goods 
as far as you can tell. This is definitely not Karami prices. This is not Honey Hollow prices. This is not Capris prices. This is way more. There are still barkers in the streets trying to get people to come to the stained court for the fights. And yes, of course, there are newsies spread out throughout the city trying to sell their papers. The headlines today, pretty much the same as yesterday. Mm. The newspapers don't necessarily run daily. It does still take time to print stuff. Although I think they will add in, I think, one new headline, whether or not it's actually in the paper. But, you know, newsies say whatever they want to to sell newspapers. Yeah. The Beast defeats Mara King, set to take on the masked giant next week in a championship fight. You hear similar calls from the Barkers. It's going to be a huge event. Get your tickets now while you still can. Get up close to the violence. Um, do all of the newsies seem to be kind of shouting like the same headlines? Like it's all like similar newspapers or like the same newspaper? The headlines seem to be the same. Whether or not the entirety of the paper is the same or not, you'd have to buy each and every single newspaper. If there are any political leanings in these papers, you probably don't know. Okay. But yeah, um, no, the papers, as far as you can tell, just from newsy shouting, yeah. Hey, Honey Hollow Hollowed. King's big announcement next week. Come see the beast. In which case then, I want to just kind of find the first one I come across and like just buy a paper. Okay. It's not too far from the guild hall. You find a young kid out there selling papers, got a stack of them, definitely has a coin box as well. Kid, 10, 11 years old, messy hair, looks up at the three of you. Hey folks, need a paper? Came to the right spot. I got all the best news, all the best news. Be uh, five silver if you want yourself a paper. Um, sure. And I, I, uh because I don't like math. I, um, I... It's half a gold. I, I hand the kid a gold and I said, I, I tell him to keep the change, but also I have a question for him if he's willing to answer. Um, you, you overpaid for a newspaper. Yes. He's willing to listen to you. Oh, a whole gold. You want two? No, no, just the, just the one will be fine. Um, all right. I got you change here. Just a moment. One second. Oh, oh, I was going to ask him. No, 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 no. You, you keep that. I will then. Uh, Go buy myself a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Seems counterproductive, kid. Um, it's just a joke, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, though, um, can you tell me if you know, like, why is it that things are so expensive here? Oh. I have no delusions that this kid has the answer to this question, by the way. I, I just like. Does this 10, 11 year old child know economics? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Some newsies are really savvy. Okay. I mean. <sighs> All right. You're stopping to have a conversation with this kid. And you. Um, ah, boom. There we go. Great name for a little kid. All right, now he gets a name. This is young Nico. And Nico takes her gold. He puts it into his coin box and he fishes out five silver and he slips that into his pocket so he can keep the change. Ah, expensive. I I don't know much about what's expensive and what's not. Been in Caravel all my life, but what I can tell you is 
Actually, it would have only been within the past few years. I take that back. I take that back. He would know a thing or two. Expensive. Oh, that's, that's just the way things are around here now. You know, maybe a few years back, could have bought this paper for five copper instead. But today, no, nah, you pay that amount in silver. I can't tell you everything. I don't know all the particulars about it, but I do know that the silver purse sets the prices for the city. I, they set the scales, you know. Our printer sets the specific price, but overall trends, stuff like that, you got to go to the silver purse. You talk to the merchants guild. Hmm. They know money. I mean, I suppose you could go take it up uh, you go take it up with Prince Edvin in the contract house, but <laughs> good luck getting a word out of him. What is what does that mean? Uh, sorry. There's another joke, sir. He's he's just a statue now. But <laughs> Oh. Probably would have oh, been no. really funny if we'd known. Um Yeah. You know, uh, the, the whole the whole thing that's happening with the elves here, this withering. I hear he don't get out much anymore. He like says you, with a kid. very sly smile. <laughs> I like you, He's kid. He's a newsie. Yeah, it's it's good. No, it's it's very good. Um, <laughs> thank you for the newspaper, the information, and the cheek. I appreciate it. <laughs> I like this kid. Yep. I got three or more of them if you want to come by and buy another paper again. I thought he was talking cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, three more cheeks. He's got two on the face and two on I, the butt. Shut up. He's got three more cheeks. <laughs> He's cheeky. Uh, I have to go somewhere. Anywhere. <laughs> uh, well, I, I appreciate that. If we, if we need any more, we'll be, we'll be back to see you. All right. Y'all take care then. Thank you. And I'm planning to go like basically just back to the guild house and like read this thing cover to cover. Starting with the story about Honey Hollow. <laughs> Nico goes back to shouting out headlines. People are coming by. They're trying to haggle the price of a newspaper. He holds firm. You make your way back towards the guild house. Um, does anybody else want to do anything while you're out here? I don't need to unless Iolana or Darwin want to make a pitch for something. No, I'm good. Well, okay. This is a very short trip outside. I Yeah, I don't really see the need to do much, especially if we're trying to not really make an impression. It's better if Arnis just kind of lays low if we're trying to not leave a mark. Mm -hmm. I'm sure nobody's going to remember the guy with a ghost leg and a sword inside. <laughs> Who'd remember that? Real subtle. See that kind of thing everywhere. <laughs> hey, buddy, you should you should put some pants on that. Maybe I should get some pants. <laughs> I have pants. All right. <clears throat> yes. I'm sure we can definitely go back to the guild house if we want. Yeah. Do I you want to go back up. into the room? Um, I don't. I'd... This isn't exactly like a dorm house, like a dorm hall. There's not like the eating hall where just anybody can go. You know, it's. But if there was a different place you wanted to go to within the guild hall, just let me know. No, I guess we can just go back to the room. In which case, Vale, while your friends were out getting a paper, did you stay or did you leave? Uh, I guess stayed. Because as much as Vale's comfortable going out on their own, they understand 
that now is probably not the best time to do that. So I think while they were out, I was tinkering. Okay. Well, I think you're going to need some more time to tinker. Getting a newspaper doesn't take too long. But Hennigan certainly has no problem giving you access to their workshop space. So if you want to be in there working on the crossbow, definitely can be. I think that's what Vale's going to kind of spend their day doing. And then the intention is kind of go out in the evening to the... Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it'll take all day to finish repairing the crossbow. You made excellent progress last time with that crit. In fact, you know you could just wrap it up now if you wanted to. So you're really just kind of augmenting the repairs before you set Mm -hmm. any of the final mechanisms in place. A couple hours, maybe. Unless you're also doing a custom paint job, I don't think you need all day. No. Yes, there are guild paints in there if you really want them. Okay. I, mean, I don't know what, what color it's painted now. If it's, it's not, not, then it's a, maybe a you know a coat of something dark just to fit the you know need of it's going to be something I would be intending to use you know as an assassin. Mm-hmm. So don't want it shining in the daylight. You don't want like glistening pearl handles. No. <laughs> okay. So Vale is off in the workshop tinkering away at this crossbow. Arnis, Darvin, Iolana, you return to the room. Vale is off doing their own thing. Arnis, are you are you like reading this aloud for everybody to hear? Um, I would ask them if they like want me to read it out loud. Like I wouldn't just kind of impose that upon them, but I assume they're gonna want to hear at least about Honey Hollow. Yeah, if you're offering, I don't mind hearing at all. We can all sit around, crisscross applesauce. As Arnis tells us a story. Now, just so you all are aware, I do not have a full newspaper typed up <laughs> ready to read to you for hours on end. Aw, oh, so I can't, like, turn to arts and entertainment? Oh, there's definitely arts and entertainment. The entertainment is uh, probably a number. Like, there, there's the fighting pits, but there's probably other arts, too. Like, or other arts and entertainment stuff, too. There's probably places you can go to, like, see a show. Catch a band. Maybe some poetry in the city. I don't know. That seems like a tough sell. Here, anyways, it's hard to charge that much for poetry unless you got a really good poet. But who knows? If it's something you were dying to see, sure. Um, where do we want to start? The three headlines from yesterday were special announcement from the king, honey hollow hollowed, and new trade hike expected. The addition today was about the results of yesterday's stained court matches, including the upcoming championship fight between the Masked Giant and the Beast of Medullary Hill. Where do we want to start? Uh, I want to start with the article about Honey Hollow. Okay. So Honey Hollow. The reports coming in, not first-hand reports, but the reports coming in are that the conscription attacked Honey Hollow again. Honey Hollow began to put up a fight. However... The tide quickly turned when Gosrim disappeared with Liana, and the Orcish population simply withered instantly. Oh, shit. Many of the citizens are unaccounted for, but that's not what the conscription cares about. They got to those who were afflicted, and they took care of business. Those conscription forces were last seen heading north. 
However, the author of the article assures everybody that since the conscription has already been to Caravelle, there's no need for them to return. What else? Um, oh, yes. After the the facts section, like this is what our best reports are telling us. At the end, the author editorializes a bit, being speaking on rumor. Yeah, it's probably more the, be- the better side of it. Editorializing is more like their own spin. Um, in the last paragraph, they start talking about like rumors, like what has actually happened. Rumor has it that Gosrim has been spotted in Capris, but that seems to be ridiculous as that is way too far to travel. Hmm. We know that's not true. Yes, the author doesn't know about a magical teleporting box. That's good. That's good <laughs> that the author doesn't know about that. Okay. It's so very Gosserim to just be like, nope, peace out. He told you he was going to do what it took to make sure he survived. And he did. Because he's a jerk. Clearly. He's a useful jerk, but still a jerk. One of those moments where player Chris feels a little bad, but my characters don't feel bad at all. <laughs> Would you like to look at anything else? Would you like to look at any of the other articles? Um, yeah, something. There's something about the king getting ready to make mm-hmm. an announcement, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that special announcement from the king. Yeah, that. This is a short one in terms of facts. This is simply that there's been the pre-announcement that next week the king is going to address the city of Vermilion as well as dignitaries slash officials throughout the continent. He's going to address them publicly in the capital with a special announcement about how he plans to save Sarakar from the withering, promising to put a new face on the situation. Oh no. And of course the author speculates like, what could this mean? How much can the king actually do at this point, seeing as it's been years now and many have been lost, both to the conscription and just to the withering itself? Will this be available for everybody or will it just be him, the royal family? Will there be a price? Who's to say? But of course, they will let everybody know as soon as they have the facts. It's very mild praise for the king, and it's mostly just like, how good can it actually be at this point? It's definitely got a little bit of a uh, doubtful vibe. Mm. Oh, dear. Um, this newspaper's a real pickup. Um, you should read the funnies. Marmaduke's hilarious. <laughs> that Marmaduke, he's always getting into shit. Um... <sighs> Okay, what what was... The trade hike, and then the stained court. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what, let's just go through the whole thing. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm interested yeah. in this whole, like, trade hike thing, because it seems like the silver purse is just kind of, like, price gouging everybody, because they can. And it seems so that I'm, way. I'm really kind of trying to understand it. No, I'm with <laughs> you. We should start a revolution here, too. <laughs> Screw those guys. Oh, except... We got a king to go do something about... <laughs> After that, I mean, maybe. I mean, by all means, stop and take down this city first. No, and you'll I mean, have a whole city's resources at your hands. Do it after. <sighs> Add it to the end of the list. Mm-hmm. The end of the list. Right oh, after becoming god, take over oh. a small city. <laughs> Caravel is actually not that small. I know. Pretty just, big. 
It just sounded funnier after becoming a god if it's mm-hmm. a small city. Might be easier then, though. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway. let's... let's, let's uh, I mean, the, the let's trade hike... Is, trade sure. Hike. You flip over to the econ page. Ooh. The, the basics of this are, in order to keep the economy stable, in order to keep trade with foreign nations stable and prosperous, things haven't slowed down, despite the withering. Despite the loss of population, the volume of goods hasn't changed. So the city is trying to still sell as much, but barring that, if they can't sell a hundred of a thing for X, they are going to sell 20 of them for five times the value. And there is another trade hike expected where that price may go up again. Intriguing stuff, I know. But with no change in supply, but a drop in demand, prices are going up so that way people can still line their pockets. It is shitty capitalism. Yay. It's kind of the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it seems, though, like at least here in Caravel, that everything is kind of inflated where like people aren't complaining that they're not going to be able to afford things. It's just like, you know, inflation just keeps going up and 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 up. So like the value of gold here is nowhere near what it should be. Right. Like, cool. I got paid a hundred gold this week. I'm going to spend all of that. Right. Okay. So like wages are going up along with all the other stuff. It's so weird. It's like a, a conceit of the merchant skilled, I guess you could say, where it's like, well, we have to charge these prices, but there's nothing saying that we can't just also just flood the city with money. It's, it's still not great. Like this is not a situation they should be in. No. For outsiders, it makes the city very, very bad. And because of the effects of the weathering, people are not traveling nearly as much as they used to. Some still do, but if you wanted to like buy a horse here, that's costing you like so much money. Good luck getting out. Like more than like good luck getting out to the next big city. Hmm. So yeah, that's just the shitty capitalism side of it. Fun. Super mm-hmm. fun. I, I don't um, know why I ever would have thought of something like that. Just, you know. I can't imagine. <laughs> There's surely nothing going on in the world. Anyway. <clears throat> anywhere like it's not like people that, you know, work at Walmart are on food stamps. Fine. Um, well, this is Caravelle. There's no Walmart here. There's Caremart. Um, <laughs> same shit, different town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we care. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then the Beast, yeah. Stained Court, they expect the championship fight to sell out. The odds are definitely being given to the masked giant as they are undefeated in the stained court. Nobody knows the, sorry, according to the paper, nobody knows the identity of the mass giant. Rumor has it that they come down from Vermilion to lay waste to opponents and then return. Hmm. But nothing's ever been proven because nobody knows. How very annoyingly mysterious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta sell, you gotta sell tickets, right? And of course, the Beast of Benchithery Hill, the frightening, terrifying beast. Watch him claim another victim in his maw. It's just Sam. 
Yeah, but to people who don't know Sam, he is a very scary beast looking guy. Well, those people are stupid. Part man, so. part dog, all anger and teeth. They, yeah, those people are stupid. So, yeah. Don't blame me for professional wrestling uh, exaggerations. Also, just the ignorance of the population, but yeah. There's, there's that too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So basically, like, bad with a side of bad. Yeah, that's pretty much mm-hmm. where we're at. I deem this newspaper terrible. What time is it? I need beer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. 11 a.m. You can get a beer if you want. (laughs) I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, I would go and see if Vale is still puttering around or if they've left. Mm -hmm. Vale's still puttering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before we get back to that, Darvin, Iolana, anything about this news that you want to uh, comment on, anything that you want to action on, anything you want to ignore after Arnis is done st- with story time? Oh, story time with Arnie. Not in particular for now. No. Okay. In which case, let's go over to Vale before Arnis and the gang shows up. Vale, let's roll again to see how well you're doing on this crossbow. I believe. Uh, there are tools. Are you proficient with tools? I can't remember. Uh, I think I did gain a proficiency after working with What's-Her-Face. But let me double check. Yes. I don't have anything written down. Okay. So did last time we just roll with dex bonus? Yeah, I think Sounds so. Right. Okay. So yeah, um, give us a d20 plus dex. Let's see how well you're doing at, at uh, finishing up with this crossbow. It's an eight. Ooh. After the critical success of last time, that is maybe somewhat disappointing for Vale. You're like, oh, look at all this good work I did, and now you're just like struggling, trying to push it past what it was designed to do, basically. And that's probably where Vale's knowledge starts to run short. You're able to wrap this up. By the time you put the final touches on it, by the time you're putting that paint on, getting that clear coat on, or maybe not a clear coat, maybe you want a nice matte finish, no sheen. No shame. Definitely, Matt finished. <laughs> Whereas last time you were working on this, you're like, I get four shots out of this before I have to reload. Uh, you were able to squeeze in enough extra room for one more round of ammo. It's like, this is a five shot crossbow before you have to reload, which if you've only got the one arm, will take a full action to reload. But yeah. it's five shots otherwise, that without any reloading. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Do you just like, Huck your old crossbow. Oh, no, no. I keep that because you never know when shit's going to happen and things are going to break. Mm-hmm. Same reason why my rapier is still in the boot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, other than that, uh, other than that, like, magazine-type quality, the stats are still completely the same as a normal hand crossbow. It does have the load function, but now it's after five shots instead of after one shot. Same damage. So, Arnis, Darwin, Ilana... You come into the workshop and find Vale wrapping up the wrapping up their work on the crossbow. What are you guys doing? What's the gang up to? First, let me say that Arnest understands and knows that he would not have done well in a fight in Honey Hollow without the rest of the team, and the rest of the team was leaving. That being said, this is what he's going to do. He's going to go basically like toss the newspaper at Vale and you sh- and just be like, 
should read about what happened to them. Vale looks at it, tosses it at the table, doesn't even read it. Seriously? The headline's right there. Boom. Vale just tosses it. Ugh. <laughs> Seriously? Doesn't matter to me. Are, are you kidding me? you telling me, like, you don't give a single shit about any other person on this planet? The people I care about right now standing in this room. Everybody okay? Cool. We're good. So it doesn't bother you at all that we let all those people die? They could have left. They could have fought on their feet. Death comes for everyone. Okay. Uh... I'm just gonna walk away. I got, I got, I got nothing. I can't, I can't even have that conversation because I'm going to like choke them. So I'm just not gonna. I can't engage. <laughs> As Arnis starts to leave, Vale says, mostly under their breath, "We can't save everyone." Am I meant to hear that, or am I not meant to hear that? It's entirely up to you. It said, so Arnis can choose whether or not they want to hear that. Not leaving in this position. I'm not much of a moral authority anymore. And you're forcing it upon me. Um <laughs> I'm really like Arnis is gonna stop, turn around, and say, No, you can't save everyone. But we knew what would happen if we left. Now, same thing might have happened had we stayed. So, I mean, I'll give you that. And in fact, it probably would have, given how it sounds like things went down. But I... The question is simple, Arnis. Were their lives worth yours? I've died once. I've seen Quorum's realm. I'm not going back unless it's on my terms. I'm not risking my life for another person that doesn't give two shits about me. I only have one hand. I'm keeping the number of people I will die to down to a number I can count on the hands I have. I wonder though, is it is it fair to expect everybody who's in a life or death situation uh, to be grateful and show that gratitude when they're just trying to live minute to minute? Is that fair? If you're not strong enough to save yourself and someone else saves you, you better damn well show some gratitude. When the fight's not over? That fight was going to happen whether we were there or not. They were going to lose. That was their fate. We delayed it long enough for them to make a better decision. If they decided to stay there and die, then they decided to stay there and die. Looks to me like if you're really angry at anybody, you should be angry at Gossam. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong about that, but when are we not? So, um, I'm curious, though. You're not, like, actually making a, like, fate, like, predetermination argument are you like if we hadn't shown up they were going to die there was no doubt about the fact that the conscription was going to run through and kill them all you saw their numbers you saw what they brought to bear i presented to them a plan i bought them time i saw no need to stay because they didn't seem to be grateful to me for what i did again i'm not planning on going back to corn's realm for somebody else we bought us enough time to get out of there safely, so I got out of there safely. Except you're charging headlong into the capital. That's personal. For her. And I point to Iolana. Yeah. Iolana, why are we going to save your dad? 
And Iolana reminds the group that we're going to save her father because her father sent her on a mission to find Vale because the guild wants to talk to Vale about something. Vale takes a moment, takes a breath, leans back against the work table they've been working on and says, this is probably the time where I should tell you and looks to all of you. I'm done being a hero. I'm not here to save lives. Being a hero got me stuck in Quorum's realm nearly dead. I'm tired. And as you look at Vale, you again recognize the fact that they look like they're closer to their 60s than they should be. And says, I'm not going to leave this world to save someone else's skin. If it comes down to my life or someone else's, you can bet damn well sure I'm going to make sure I get out of there and that I survive. It makes me uh, like confident going into a massive fight with you. Just so you know. You don't have to come. Are you fucking kidding me? Says the person that's not a hero, like, I'm not going to help her rescue her dad. Come on. You don't have to come with us, Arnis. You have free will. No one is bending your arm. You can walk out this guild hall right now and never look back. <laughs> you know me, though. Am I going to do that? No. It's your greatest weakness. I don't think caring about people is a weakness. Arnis, why are you traveling with us? What do you mean? Why are you on our quest? I know why I'm here. I know why Iolana's here. Why are you here? Because her dad got taken captive while protecting us. So, you feel guilty? A little bit. And why are you searching to undo the decision you made to keep yourself from going to Quorum's Realm and having a bad death? What are you talking about? Undo the decision. You decided to kill the god of chaos for your own benefit. It had a consequence. Now you're trying to undo that. Why? Oh, I mean, two reasons, really. One, guilt. Two, kind of want to stick it to Coram a little. <laughs> that dude didn't tell me the whole truth. Not that I should have expected him to, but uh, yeah. Sure did not. No. <laughs> that's that's real apparent. So, um, I don't think he's been telling Darwin the whole truth either. Gods don't tell anyone the whole truth. That's a whole other thing. Gods tell as much truth as they need to. Well, not all gods. Um, Corum, at least, has been telling as much truth as he needs to. Which I guess is true for Gosrim and Certainly for Patches, when he was alive. Probably not Liana, though. Le- Liana's told more than she needed to. Barifax told as much as he was obligated to do so. Mm. Brumble? No. We haven't really rediscovered, gone back to re-explore that. <laughs> we don't need to worry about Brumble right now. Okay. I said right now. I mean, he is watching, though. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Not to derail from this conversation. Um, the last thing I said was, and to stick it to Corum. Yeah. Just so you know where we were <laughs> before we derailed about gods. <laughs> These are valid points all around. I don't imagine that one side is going to be swayed completely to the other in this one afternoon. So no, I'm just I curious. Think, like, I think Bale's building to a point about me, like only being reactionary. Yeah. So as, <laughs> as Arna says, you know, stick it to quorum. Uh, 
after following it with guilt, Vale's going to say, you know, Arnis, I'm going to ask you a question then. You know, you want to stick it to Coram? I understand that. I understand wanting to stick it to a god. I've got a couple on my list I'd like to stick it to. If you had known everything before you killed Pathox, would you have done it differently? Yeah. How? I would have just become the god of chaos then and there. If I had known what it was gonna, what was gonna happen. So, if someone gave you the opportunity right now to go back and change everything that's happened from that moment on, to take back that power, would you take it? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I just I find it interesting that the the hero that you believe yourself to be would undo two years of people's lives. You got to be kidding me! You mean like two years of pain and suffering? Well, except, but what about? What about the halflings who've been completely unaffected and have gone on and lived full lives for two years? You think that those lives have been full and unaffected by what's happening in the world? What Do about you think the... that everyone is so selfish as you that they don't that they're not affected by other people? But what about the good that's coming of this? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was way Such more cartoony as... than I really <laughs> Intended word to me, but just if like if I wanted to, I could sit back and wait for all of the elves to die and my people to be free de facto. We would be rid of their entire species and their oppression. Let me just be clear: you are calling genocide one of the good things that has come out of this. I think that would have to argue whether what genocide truly is. I'm not saying I kill them or anyone kill them, but. The universe has decided through your actions. No, no, no. The universe didn't decide shit. Coram decided, and then I acted on Coram's behalf. If you're considering Coram to be the all-knower fate of the universe, sure, go for it. It's pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Darwin. Uh, I think... What it comes down to, what I have to ask you, Arnis, at what point are you making your decisions for you, free and clear? And at what point in your life are you making your decisions as a complete reaction to what others are doing? I've traveled with you for a very long time, and I just still don't understand why you're constantly choosing to put yourself at risk for others. Because unlike you, some of us actually live in the world. Your whole life and existence exists in the shadows. The rest of us, people outside these guild houses, we don't live that way. I don't live separate and apart from my neighbor, right? I am a part of a community that I step into. I am a part of this world. That means that what happens to other people Affects me too, even if it's not happening to me directly, right? Let's be really clear. The only reason I went with you on that whole crusade in Karami was because it was affecting my city. I didn't live there anymore, but it was still my city. Those people were still my people and they deserved to be free. And I agreed with you and that's why I did it. Because those people, even though they're not me or like me, they're important to me. And so, no, I can't. I can't just be out for number one. I can't do it. I'm not wired that way. I don't know how, I mean, I do know how you are. So I like, I get it. But at the same time, I, 
I can't, I can't, I can't, I have to live in the world. And that means I have to be part of the world and take part in the world. I can't do that anymore. I tried it your way. I lost my arm in my life for very little. I bet if you ask any one of those grung, they wouldn't say it was little. And I walk away. You can feel free to stop me if you want. Darvin, Iolana, how are you? Uh, what are you doing? Are you reacting? You, are you staying? Are you following? If it is possible for Iolana to crawl into the mouse hole she's sitting next to, she would have at this point. She's very uncomfortable with this confrontation. Um, I mean, you've got gaseous form, right? You can just like <laughs> <laughs> dissolve into the wall. Peace. Peace out. Darvin, what would you like to do? Um, my reaction is pretty similar to Iolana's. Like, it's nothing I haven't seen once or twice, but this is a little different, and I'm, like, somewhere in the middle, both philosophically and in every sense, right? <laughs> so I'm super awkward about this and kind of trying to disappear. Okay. Okay. Before we follow people, fail. Aranus, if you didn't have inspiration before, <laughs> there you go. Boom. I think I already did. <laughs> Use your inspiration. No, I spent the one I was sitting on. Oh, no, I spent it. I think we all spent it at the same time. You're I right, spent- we did. I had it too, but I spent it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I totally spent it because I had it from my, uh, my, my joke. <laughs> okay. The, the joke that I told with the laying out Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that joke, that joke. I'm like, I don't remember you being funny. What joke? Nope. Sorry. (laughs) That came out meaner than I meant it to. I couldn't remember, uh, like, the joke. Like, yes, yes, okay. Vale and Arnis, you have inspiration. That being done, being close to noon now, what are people going to go do, if anything? I think Arnus is going to go take a nap. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going for a drink, but a nap works too. I'm just, <laughs> I'll drink when I wake up. <laughs> Says the totally healthy and sober person. <laughs> I'll, I'll go take a nap, then I can drink. <laughs> um, no point in <laughs> drinking before the nap. <laughs> Anyways, I, yeah, I thought Arnus said he wanted to go get a drink. We don't have to do that. I know Vale said they wanted to go to the chapel, mm-hmm. but Iolana and Darvin, I don't know what your plans are. I don't know if you're going to tag along with anybody. Is it group nap time? That <laughs> seems a little odd at this particular moment. <laughs> <laughs> Is someone going to go give a pep talk to Arnis and keep him from napping? I don't know. Is everybody going to this chapel of Alethea? I don't mm. know. Arnis is not. No, I think I'm going to give them both a little space, which means let Aranus nap and I'll occupy myself somehow else. How? What do you want to do to occupy yourself? The city's I, fairly big, so there's things to do if you really want to. I'm honestly okay kind of just walking around the block for a couple hours. <laughs> Alone with your thoughts? Yeah. All right. Wait, um, wait what how about did Darvin get kidnapped? 
if Dargan's going to try and go take a walk by himself, Yolanda's going to remind him that there are people out there who want parts of his body to make them immortal and ask if she can go with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. And Thank literally, you. like, just there to be an extra body in case Darvin gets attacked in the street. Good reminder. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So Vale is going to the chapel solo, is what yes. I'm hearing. All right. Ah, just need a second to breathe here. Y'all getting things way more intense than I thought they were going to be today. <laughs> Before we even got out of the guild house. Right? Hmm. Okay. So after this heated discussion, Arnis returns to the room to lie down, have a nap, try to rest, try to get some of that energy settled. Vale, Iolana, and Darvin all leave the guild house. Vale is off on their own, headed to the chapel of Alethea. Meanwhile, Darvin and Iolana are just walking through the town, taking in the city, getting some fresh air. The air is still relatively cool today. There are plenty of people about, as you saw earlier, getting the paper. Darvin, you run into that same stained court promoter as you did before. Ah, yes. The well-dressed barker with a studded cane, high cheekbones, strong hands, recognizes you, Darvin. Uh-oh. Not Iolana, because she wasn't present when you first encountered them. Is this the one that sold us the ticket? Uh, no, the one who told you about the fight. Ah, got on it. the streets, and then you got bought it. tickets at the, you know, at the box office. Okay, I see. Recognizes you. <gasps> Hello again. How did the fights go? Were you not entertained? Sure, I was not <laughs> entertained. Uh, I'm sorry? Did, did you not enjoy them? No, 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 no. I did not. <laughs> this is the best ever. <laughs> <sighs> Good sir, you are a mystery to me. Probably for the better. We do have the biggest fight of the season coming up next week. Can I interest you in tickets to see the Beast versus the Masked Giant? Hmm. I don't know. It's this Masked Giant. A giant who wears a mask? Mysterious, no? You have to tell me more than that. They are the reigning champion, undefeated at the Stained Court. I've met tons of giants. Well, bully for you, sir. <laughs> but have you met this giant? No, but I mean, what's special about this giant? They're undefeated. They fight with such strength as you've not seen before, I can assure you. Hmm. One of the best showmen in all of Sarakar. You should act now while the VIP tickets are still available. Just might. So you can be up close. I just might. That is tempting. What is your name, sir? Oscar. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, it's been a while since we've heard that one. <laughs> and you, miss? Turning to Iolana. I don't believe we've had the pleasure of meeting. Uh. <laughs> um, no, we, we haven't met. <laughs> what is your name, miss? What can I call you? Mm, you, you don't, don't worry about that. You don't need my name. <laughs> <laughs> a lady of intrigue. How wonderful. Yeah. 
<clears throat> you can call me Luster Powder, and let me tell you, I can get you the best tickets in the arena. If you're willing to purchase now, I could even offer you a small discount for buying so early. I don't think we're in a position to purchase right this second. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be in town for that event. There's a possibility we won't be in town for the fight. <sighs> You're leaving just before the big show. That is a shame. That is a shame. I know. Rests a hand on Darwin's shoulder. Let me tell you, sir, you would not be disappointed. These are the finest athletes from all over coming together for your entertainment. I know, but leaving before the big show. You could place a wager. I could place a wager. You could but place still. a wager. You could win big. You could walk away rich. Tempting, but we may not be. Leaving before the big show is kind of our thing. <laughs> well, think about it. Decide to stay. Come watch the fights. We will seek you out should we decide to stay. Excellent. I will let you two have a wonderful day. You do the same. Lester turns, begins announcing again for the fights. Buy your tickets now. Come to the championship fight, and you continue your walk. Is there anything you want to do on your walk? Mm, not in particular. I'm mostly just trying to let Arnest sleep. <laughs> what about you, Iolana? No, really just out for a walk to make sure Darwin's safe. <laughs> you two are comfortable walking in silence together, by all means. Or is there just chit-chat? Neither of us is really the chit-chat type, are we? No, I think it's a. I think both of us are glad for the silence. Comfortable silence, not awkward. Yes. All right. In which case, let's go over and see what Vale's up to. Vale's going. He heading right to the chapel, yes? Yep. Okay. Just want to make sure there wasn't a secret stop along the way that you didn't want no. other people to know about. Okay. The Chapel of Alethea is a simple place of worship, adorned with streams of gray fabric hanging among quaint chandeliers of glass and old polished metal. Several stone benches, off-white with light orange streaks, lead to the front of the chapel, where a thin curtain separates the room. Through the curtain, you can make out a person lighting a pair of candles on a tray, which they pick up. Without turning to face you, you hear them say, Hello, cousin. You look like you've had a rough time. How can we help you? And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a 5-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. 
As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.